the world's best golf courses, the world's best hospitality, cold pints, creamy Guinness, and warm clubhouses. An unforgettable and heartwarming experience. It can only be Ireland. In this episode of the Fit for Golf podcast, I am joined by Phil O'Carroll of Fairways and Fun Days, the number one golf tour provider that services anybody and everybody who wants to take the trip of a lifetime to Ireland. Just before we get to the episode, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that Fit for Golf has its own app loaded with training programs and material that you can follow from home or in the gym. It is the only golf fitness resource you will ever need. It's currently being used by six PGA Tour players, two European Tour players, up to half a dozen mini Tour players, and thousands of amateurs all over the world. Check it out on www.fitforgolf.blog and use the code FFG trial to get a one month trial for just $6. You will not find it in the app store. You must go to the website. Now to the episode with Phil O'Carroll of Fairways and Fun Days. I'm very happy to be joined by Phil O'Carroll from Fairways and Fun Days. Phil, can you give us a little bit of info about what exactly Fairways and Fun Days is and why it's unique? Hiya, Mike. Yeah, lovely to talk to you this evening. And uh, a big hello from Ireland to all of your listeners. Uh, I know you've got a lot of listeners over here as well, Mike, but uh, for anybody who's not in Ireland, just a big hello, a big Cade Mila Falsha. Um Fairways and Fun Days, yes, we're a, an Irish golf tour operator. Um, Ireland is the only destination that we sell, so we're true experts in providing the most authentic and very, very best golf vacation experience to Ireland. Uh, we've been just named Europe's best golf tour operator at the World Golf Awards and have been named Ireland's best inbound golf tour operator at the World Golf Awards for the last five years. And that's, I suppose, Mike, is testament to the approach that we've taken to golf travel and our experiences and our tours are just about so much more than playing some of the best golf courses in the world. This is all about clients enjoying what we call an ultimate golf and Ireland experience. Uh, So it's immersing themselves in really what's magical about Ireland and what makes it so very, very special. That's brilliant, Phil. How long has Fairways and Fun Days been operating and and how, how did you get set up? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, so we're uh, we've we're established in 2014. Uh, I suppose we have a long family history in, in the tourism industry in Ireland, uh, and it's something that we saw. Well, I suppose you, you can't reinvent the wheel, Mike. I suppose we did see where you know things could be improved and where experiences of clients could be, I suppose, improved. Um, it's not necessarily that we've you know added unnecessary luxuries, but this is about customizing tours to really best meet our client requirements. Uh, as you know, there's not a one size fits all with golf travel and, you know, people will have different requirements and different budgets. Uh, but the approach that we've taken is really about customizing each and every one of our tours to best meet those requirements. Brilliant. Um, while I've been in the U.S., Phil, uh, for the last four and a half years now, 
and I work with golfers. So kind of almost on a on a weekly basis, I'm talking to people about different golf courses in Ireland and trips and stuff like that. And I think something that maybe a lot of people who haven't been to Ireland before don't realize is that even though Ireland is a relatively small island, it's generally recommended to not try and travel around the whole country on one golf trip. Why is this? And what are some of the different route options that you tend to advise? Yeah, it's a very good question, Mike. And I suppose it's something that we get asked quite a lot. And obviously, by US standards, Ireland is quite a small country, as you've mentioned. Uh, I suppose to give your listeners an idea who wouldn't be familiar with the geography of Ireland. So if you could picture a teddy bear sitting on its side, it is pretty much uh, describes how Ireland appears on a map. Uh, so to the east of the country, you've got our capital, you've got Dublin City. Uh, to the northeast, you've got Belfast, which is the capital of Northern Ireland. And then going down towards the southwest, you've got all the really iconic links courses, the Watervilles, the Ballybunions, the Trillies. Uh, but right throughout the country, you've got an unbelievable mix of great parkland and links courses. And that's from east to west and from north to south. Probably what we always say, Mike, to, to our clients and to people who are contacting us looking for information is not to bite off more than you can chew on a tour. And rather than trying to fit in the whole island, uh, and again, to give your listeners, I suppose, a, a quick idea. So travel times from the top of Ireland down to the south, you're looking at something in the region of about seven hours. Uh, and from east to west, it can be anything from three to four hours, depending on what part of the west of Ireland you're traveling to. Uh, so again, it's all about not trying to fit in too much on your tour. And it's about making the very, very most of your time when you are here. Uh, wherever you go in Ireland, Mike, as you as you know, you have an unbelievable mix of, you know, incredible golf courses. Uh, we're very, very fortunate to have a lot of world famous courses and, and uh, world top 100 courses. But if I was to give any advice to any of your listeners, you know, thinking of traveling and to Ireland and planning a trip, it's to take in some of the great courses that are outside of those iconic ones. Um, you know, there's, there's, I get asked all the time about, you know, favorite courses and where I would recommend going. And, you know, I'm always brought back to great courses like Shane Lowry's home course in, in the very, very center of Ireland in a, in a place called Tullamore. It's called Esker Hills. Um, Ray Malloy and his team who, who owns Esker Hills, the welcome that they give to visitors down there is second to none. And uh, the experience that visitors have down there is second to none. So this is a Christy O'Connor designed Parkland course, um, an absolute masterpiece. But, you know, again, we're talking about the experience being here and, and you know, how cool is it to play a home course of an open champion? Yeah, that's fantastic. Probably one that people aren't maybe familiar with, but, um, you know, really high quality course and a great experience. Something you touched on there also, Phil, that I think uh, would be worth digging into a little bit more is you mentioned that Ireland is full of great links and parkland courses. I think um, a lot of people from outside of Ireland or who haven't traveled there, they just picture, you know, rugged links golf when they imagine playing in Ireland. But um, it's probably important for people to realize that you can also go inland and play on some really nice parkland ones. And maybe if you're playing a week of golf, you might want one or two inland almost as a break from uh, from getting battered by the, the very challenging links. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, it is, look at it, can be a, it can be a tough game playing Lynx golf, as you know, and uh, especially if weather conditions aren't as favourable as you'd hope. And definitely taking a, you know, game of golf on a parkland course is a really, really nice break uh, from playing the Lynx uh, each and every day. Uh, you, we do, we have some incredible parkland courses, many of which have hosted some of our, you know, most prestigious tournaments and Obviously, we've got some Ryder Cup courses here in Ireland too. So uh, the K Club, which is just located outside Dublin, the east of Ireland, and also looking ahead towards a future Ryder Cup, uh, the magnificent Adair Manor down towards the southwest of Ireland. Uh, but right throughout the country, as you mentioned, we've got some incredible parkland courses. Uh, Mount Juliet used to host the, was it the Amex or the American, the American Express? It was a... That's right. Or yeah. event that you come to Ireland for a couple. That's right, a WC event, Mike. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tiger won the tournament there in, in the past, and absolutely a phenomenal Jack Nicholas design course. Uh, Killeen Castle again, which is just located outside Dublin. Another Jack Nicholas design course, which hosted the Salheim Cup back in two thousand and eleven. But uh, no, look at there are some. We're very very lucky in Ireland with with the quality of courses that are here. Uh, believe it or not, on the island of Ireland, we've got over 418 whole golf courses. So it's a really, really high density of golf courses. Uh, we, we, I know we get asked a lot in relation to, you know, about Ireland. And obviously we've got some friendly rivalry with Scotland. And obviously Scotland is the home of golf. But we like to describe Ireland as where golf goes on its holidays. And you know that's what it's that's what Ireland offers. So it's it's you know it's it's about this whole experience you know that that is unparalleled anywhere else in the world. And look at you and me are both very very proud Irishmen, and uh, we're obviously very very proud about showcasing Ireland and and you know showcasing just how good the country is and just how good our, our you know our people are in Ireland. I mean we've got a a real genuine warm welcome is extended to visitors from every corner of the world. Uh, and it's something that we're very, very blessed with in Ireland and something that we're very, very lucky to have. Um, the tourism industry, it's obviously suffering greatly at the moment in Ireland. Um, you know, and there are thousands and thousands of people who are suffering, you know, obviously with hotels being closed and with, you know, uh, tourist attractions being closed. But the people that are there, I have no doubt, will bounce back and the industry will bounce back because there is something truly, truly magical about Ireland. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think once you experience, you know, a, a real kind of uh, sense of Irish generosity and and welcome, it's it's something that's that's hard to replicate. The um, the kind of food and I suppose you know social scene is is something that's definitely worth experiencing, and is actually very different throughout the country. If you're somewhere rural versus uh, more urban, it's definitely a very different experience. Uh, absolutely yeah and, and i know another favorite part of my country or of, of ireland of the country is uh the west coast so again you know for for your listeners you're looking at some of the great links courses um some of the real i suppose unknown ones you know again in comparison to you know the royal county downs and the royal port rushes but you've got courses the you know that are that are equally as good so you've got Carn, you've got enniscrone county sligo strand hill Going down towards Connemara, Donegal, you know, I could literally be on the phone to you here for, you know, for two hours describing each and every one of these great golf courses. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, the the experience, you know, right throughout Ireland can be very, very different. But I know what is unique and what remains the same is it's just the generosity and the warmness of the Irish people uh, that's extended towards visitors. Um, you know, and again, it's something that we're very, very proud about. And Ireland is the only destination that we sell, as I mentioned. And, you know, the reason for that is because we're very, very passionate about what we do. We're very, very passionate about our brand, but we're also very, very passionate about the country that we promote and about the country that we sell. And uh, to be very, very honest with you, our job is about, I suppose, introducing people to it, to Ireland. But, you know, when people come to Ireland, they fall in love with the country and uh, our job is done. And, uh, you know, we're very, very fortunate to have that and, uh, you know, very, very thankful that we have that. Excellent. So, Phil, if someone's listening and they decide, OK, I want to I want to go on a golf trip to Ireland, they're going to, you know, uh, rally up some of their family or some of their friends. How would you suggest that they first go about deciding what part of the country they're going to spend their golf tour on? Is that something they should just ask you? Should they do a little bit of research themselves? Or when somebody says the Ireland golf trip has to happen, what are the first steps they should take in in choosing which part of Ireland they go to? Yeah, well, look, obviously, we'd be delighted to help out any of your listeners Um if they're just looking for information or if they're thinking of booking a tour, we'd be delighted to provide any information uh, that we can that would help them. Uh, what we do offer is we offer a, a free, no obligation golf vacation consultation where a member of our team will run through all of the options that are available. Um, it's important, I suppose, that, that, you know, if you are planning it or if you're thinking about coming to Ireland, I suppose to look at number one, when you're thinking of coming, you know, the group size, how many days you have to spend in Ireland and whether there are any parts of the country that you really, really want to see or any courses that you really, really want to play. Um, we will then design a tour or design a tour proposal. Uh, again, completely no obligation uh, where, you know, where people can have a look then and see exactly the experience that we're offering uh, and obviously the the price then of, of the tour. Um, again, there are so many choices, Mike, and, uh, Again, it, it's all down to the, I suppose, to the individual people. We have, uh, we work with a lot of groups of, you know, that are a combination of golfers and non-golfers. And again, it's something unique that we do. So for argument's sake, if there were four couples and uh, you had four golfers and four non-golfers, we will also design customized itineraries for the non-golfers who are part of that group. So whether that's that they're interested in horse riding or hill walking or whiskey tasting, Whatever it is, we will design a bespoke itinerary for the non-golfers as well. Um, and again, obviously, sorry, go ahead. Obviously, looking at uh, we've got a twenty-page uh, Ireland golf uh, travel booklet, which you know I'll, I'll share with you on on social media that you can put out to your listeners, and uh, it's a really, really good starting point filled with really, really useful information. And uh, a lot of the normal questions that people will have in relation to Ireland, you know, in relation to where they would travel to and uh, what are the, the must-see parts of Ireland. Uh, so, again, there's a lot of information there that will be very, very useful to anybody who's considering a tour to Ireland. Excellent. Um, what months would you say are the best to go to Ireland for a golf holiday, Phil? 
Yeah, well, I suppose the high season is really runs from May right through to the middle of October. Um, funny enough, we normally get quite good weather in April. So April is one of the months that, you know, if there aren't issues with, you know, school vacations and, and uh, you know, if people have a little bit of flexibility, May or April and May can be two really, really good months to travel to Ireland. Uh, you'll get a little bit better value, but you'll also get courses that are at the start of the season that, you know, haven't had a, you know, lots of golfers playing on the courses and they're going to be in really, really immaculate condition. Uh, we're very, very fortunate here as well in Ireland in relation to the quality of the courses, but also the quality of the upkeep on the golf courses. So you'll never come to Ireland and play courses that have become tired due to, you know, over usage of, of, uh, of the facilities. All of the club managers in Ireland will always ensure that the, the clubs are kept to an, an impeccable quality. The courses are at a really, really high level of, of, uh, of upkeep and, uh, Again, you know, it's hats off to these uh, golf club managers and greenkeepers that have worked tirelessly, tirelessly over the last few months to keep our facilities up to top notch. Um, you know, and as I said, you know, they should really, really receive a lot of credit because, as you know, courses are closed over here at the moment. Uh, they've been pretty much closed, I suppose, with the exception of a couple of months last year uh, for the guts of 12 months. And, uh, the work that's been done on a lot of courses, the you know new projects that have been carried out. Again, it's it's huge credit to golf club managers and to greenkeepers uh, that have really undertaken these huge projects. And again, the main the main aim of this is just to make their product even that bit better. While it is outstanding as it as it was, their aim is again just to make it that little tiny bit better and to really enhance the the visitor experience. Yeah, so with golf courses being closed for 12 months, people who are coming to Ireland in the next kind of 12 or 24 months are going to be in for a treat with the quality of of, uh, of condition of the course. Absolutely. Yeah, they're absolutely in for a treat. And I know that these golf courses, Mike, as you know, you know, they really, really enjoy welcoming people from, from all corners of the world. And it is something that they've missed for the last, you know, for the last year. And they get a great kick out of welcoming people, whether that be from the US or from Australia or South America or South Africa, regardless of where they are from, the welcome that is extended to every single visitor coming to all of these courses is is something really, really special. Uh, Excellent. I, I know you've been in uh, in a lot of contact with the Chasing Scratch guys for their uh, their golf trip to Ireland. Maybe I'll have to do a Fit for Golf tour. With uh, with some of the international listeners to this podcast, we'd absolutely love that, yeah. And I know Mike and Eli have been a, have been a pleasure to work with over the last couple of months putting something together. Unfortunately, it was due to take place this July, which we postponed it to twenty twenty two. But it's it's going to be a magical tour, really. Uh, we've got some really really special parts uh, of the tour for the listeners of Chasing Scratch, and and definitely we'd love to do something with the Fit for Golf listeners as well. And I think it'll be a great be a great experience for them. That's fantastic. Phil, from your experience, I know it's probably um, you know, open-ended, but what would you say is a, a decent length of tour? Um, and also group size. What are kind of ones that you think tend to work quite well? Have you had any experiences where maybe people have said, oh, I wish there was a few more of us, or there was probably too many of us, or Maybe we stayed, you know, a couple of days too long and we got tired or 
Do you have any advice for people in regards to that? Yeah, absolutely. We can work with groups of any sizes and, and indeed individual travelers. We get a we get quite a few individual golfers that will come over that, you know, maybe want to get a break for themselves, play some of the great courses. But in terms of group sizes, Mike, yes, we can work with any any group size. Um, we would get a lot of groups, say, of, of eight would be a very, very normal number and a very usual number of of, uh, of golfers in a group. Uh makes it really, really good value if they're taking a coach and a driver for the for the duration of the tour. Uh, but again, if it's a larger group or if it's a smaller group, we can customize everything really to best meet the sort of requirements of that group. Uh, in terms of duration, I would certainly say for anybody traveling transatlantic, I would, you know, at minimum look at five, five nights in Ireland. Uh, I think anything shorter you know, with jet lag and with, you know, travel with a long time flight, I think it's... Even too, you, you get caught out with, with the time change. Uh, I think it's, it's. I really would sort of say, you know, a seven-night tour is, is optimal. And, uh, you know, again, look at taking two to three nights off or two to three nights in addition to that. Um, seven-night tour as well, Mike, and what we always like to sort of do, for especially for people who haven't been in Ireland before, is to allow them to allow our clients to experience the best of both worlds is what we say. So to experience a really, really vibrant city in Dublin, maybe for a couple of days, you know, so where they're playing some of the great links courses and parkland courses on the east of the country, um, but also getting to experience, you know, what makes Dublin really, really one of the most vibrant and magical cities in Europe. Um, you know, as capital cities go, I, I you know, I would arguably arguably say it's the friendliest capital city in the world. Um, you know, we've got a population. Ab- absolutely. The real capital, Mike. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Dublin City has got a population of just over a million. Um, it's a pretty small city by U.S. standards, but there's so much packed into the city, you know, in terms of great evening entertainment great sightseeing so obviously you've got the iconic attractions the guinness storehouse the jameson distillery you know teeling's distillery uh trinity college you know all of these iconic attractions that are there but you know the experience that that visitors will have to the city is is really really special so you know some of the really really historic pubs and uh great restaurants that are in the city i think it's a it's a really fitting place to go for a couple of days uh, that's one side of the of the tour, and the other side of it is really to lose yourself in the remoteness of Ireland, so a remote part of the country. So whether that's on the west coast of Ireland, and you know areas like Westport or in in Belmullet or in Sligo or down to Galway, even which was European city of culture last year, uh, or else down to the southwest. You know, again, you're looking at these magical towns like Waterville or a sort of larger town like like Dingle or Killarney or Shirley. You know, and these are, you know, they're absolutely spectacular towns. Again, a town like La Hinch on the East Coast, which is just a stone's throw from the Cliffs of Moher, again, which is one of our famous attractions. And obviously just, uh, you know, is only a sand wedge away from La Hinch Golf Club itself. So, you know, there's so much to do, so much to see, so many different types of, of experiences. Um, and I suppose the first port of call is really just to, you know, to research and, you know, exactly what, type of experience you're looking for um we're always here we're at the end of a phone we're at the end of an email if people just want general advice we're always delighted to help uh, as i said mike we're, we're very passionate about ireland we're very very proud of ireland 
and anywhere that we can sort of help people who are planning on coming over to Ireland, we're always delighted to do that, whether or not they're going to be customers or customers of ours or not. Excellent. I think um, after listening, Phil, and maybe even before listening, I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't enjoy a golf trip to Ireland. But probably the first question that people are going to ask is, well, how much does it cost? Uh, that's probably going to be, you know, the main barrier, either either cost or or kind of flexibility to travel. I understand that it's probably a very wide ranging uh, price range, depending on what exactly you're looking for in terms of where you're going to play, how many are coming, and maybe the exact level of detail that you want in your in your tour from you. Can you give some very rough guidelines in terms of what people should be expecting? maybe for, you know, a standard tour or, or even at the low end or the high end, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, I suppose it goes without saying that we can work with any budget. So regardless of what somebody's budget are, is, we can guarantee a really magical experience in Ireland and an unforgettable time. And that's regardless of how high or how low somebody's budget is. Um, you know, there are options here to suit everybody. Uh, I suppose... Sometimes people will have the impression that, look, at unless I've got $4,000 to spend on a tour in Ireland, I'm not going to be able to go there. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So, you know, if, if, if I'm looking along the east coast of Ireland, for argument's sake, and I'm thinking of some outstanding Lynx golf courses, so like the likes of Ross Lair Golf Club, which is on the very, very south east of Ireland, uh, going up towards Arklow Golf Links. These are absolutely outstanding links courses and, you know, the value that people will get. So as a, as a guide mark in dollars, you're looking at green fee rates of in and around 50, 60 dollars for a game of golf. Um, and as I said, the, the, the quality of these courses is, is absolutely exceptional. And the scenery that you're dealing with too when you're out on, on the coast there. Absolutely, and right on the right on the uh, Irish Sea, and uh, and again, you know, I suppose there are courses, Mike, that don't see as many visitors, maybe as some of the more iconic courses in Ireland. But the advantages of that is that you know these courses will absolutely put the red carpet out for any visitors that do come there, you know, from the US or from Asia, um, you know, or from any parts of Europe that that travel to to play these wonderful golf courses. Again, going up sort of a little bit further up the coast, you're looking at courses like the likes of County Louth, where Shane Lowry won the Irish Open as an amateur a number of years back. And again, these are courses that offer, you know, an unbelievable experience. But, you know, the rates that green fees are there and the rates that we would include them in these courses in as packages, you know, they're, they're absolutely, you know, superb. And again, as I said, there's something there for every budget. And I suppose the one piece of advice that I give to listeners is, you know, don't think yourself that you should sell yourself short just because you maybe you've got a lower budget than you think that than you need. There is, you know, there are, there are courses over here that will absolutely inspire you. There's courses that will amaze you, regardless of how high or how low your budget is. And uh, you know, absolutely, I'd I'd sort of encourage every one of your listeners. As soon as it's safe to travel and as soon as it's possible, start taking that first step to planning a tour to Ireland, uh, whether it's with fairways on Fundays or whether it's independently or whether it's with another operator. 
because I know you will have an absolutely unforgettable and a, and a completely magical and exhilarating experience uh, over here. I think that's a great point, Phil. I um, Yeah, you were mentioning courses there that, you know, they don't come to the top of your head, but as soon as you're saying them, you know, I can already picture a route, say, up the East Coast, like you talked about there with Rosslare and Arklow, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty others you could fit in along the way that would be, you know, to the naked eye, you'd be absolutely astonished that, say, they're not maybe the most popular top-ranked courses because when you're playing them, you'd be wondering kind of, you know, how are they beaten, basically? Uh, absolutely. And and again, like, and it's not to do a disservice to, to you know, to courses themselves, but sometimes golf courses in Ireland, they don't realize how good the product is that they have. And, you know, sometimes they think that, you know, maybe they're not on a sort of top 20 list of courses in Ireland. So, you know, they shouldn't be showcasing themselves to international visitors. And again, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, for listeners, I would say, don't judge a course by the rack rates that you would see green fees advertised at. So, you know, a very, very good industry friend of ours, Kevin Markham. Kevin has written some fantastic books in relation to golfing in Ireland. Uh, Kevin has the the privilege of having played every 18-hole golf course in the on the island of Ireland. Oh, my God. And uh, he's written a number of books, which I suppose Hooked is one of his most famous ones. Um, I suppose what we'd love to do with your listeners as a, as a promotion, we've got five copies of Hooked signed by Kevin and personalized yeah. uh, for five of your listeners, maybe that you could, you could organize some sort of a, some sort of a, of a, of a, of a competition. Either way. Yeah. Um, but Kevin has played all of these courses and, you know, some of the courses that he describes as being, you know, amongst the best that he has ever played anywhere in the world, you know, again, are courses that some of your listeners may not be familiar with. So, as I said, don't just use the rack rate and the, the cost of green fees as an indicator as to how good the golf course is. Um, and, you know, look at the likes of Kevin Markham, look at the likes of some of the other golf journalists, the likes of Tom Coyne in the US, again, who have played all of these great golf courses and the hidden gems and look to see what they say about them. And, you know, again, as I said, you know, Maybe take the road less traveled sometimes. Don't go down the usual route that, you know, a lot of visitors to Ireland take. Take the road less traveled. Play where the locals play. You know, get out there and explore the Emerald Isle. It's, it's, it's there waiting for people to come here. It's waiting for people to enjoy. It's waiting for people to see how magical it is, you know. And, and that's, as I said, from north to south and from east to west. It's, uh, it's a truly magical island. And, you know, you and me, we're, we're very, very fortunate to be from it. We're very, very, as you know, Mike, from speaking before, we're both very, very passionate. We're both very, very proud Irishmen. Um, and as I said, I know I just really encourage your listeners to sort of, we've had so much doom and gloom over the last 12 months everywhere in the world. We've had so many sort of negativities. We've had so much sort of worries and so many stresses in our lives and, uh, I know if people want to sort of have something to look forward to, you know, look at Ireland and, and, you know, it will inspire, it will amaze and it will enthrall you. And I can guarantee you people who come to Ireland will leave wanting to come back. You've made me homesick now, Phil. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for a trip back. Uh, Phil, really good info there. Like I think, 
I think you gave a, a very good synopsis of how people should approach a trip to Ireland and maybe what to expect. What is the best way for people to talk to Fairways and Fundays about their dream Ireland trip? Obviously, anybody can get in touch with me um, and I can forward their details or help them out as best I can. But if someone wants to get in touch with you guys directly, what's the website um, and where should they go? Yeah, well, first of all, Mike, we're obviously delighted to have you, you know, working with us as an ambassador in the U.S. Um, you know, it's a privilege for us to work with you. You know, you, you've uh, you've brought great energy to what we're doing as well, you know, in relation to promoting our brand in the U.S. Um, there's a number of ways of contacting us, obviously, through social media on our Twitter handle or on our Facebook page or Instagram. Also, we've got uh, a toll-free number from the U.S. and Canada, so it's 800-7799-810. So that's 800-7799-810. For anybody throughout the world, you'll reach us uh, by email, info at fairwaysandfundays.com. So that's info at fairwaysandfundays.com. Or else through our website, Mike, uh, which is fairwaysandfundays.com. That's fairwaysandfundays.com. Uh, as I said, we'd be delighted to point people in the right direction to give them the start uh, in organizing a tour or to answer any questions that they have. You know, there's no such thing as a silly question. So if anybody has any questions in relation to any parts of Ireland or golfing in Ireland in general, we'd be delighted to help and to point people in the right direction. Excellent. Phil, that's great. Thank you so much for the info. Um, I hope people enjoy this and they get a better idea of maybe how to start organizing their trip to Ireland. And if anybody has interest in a trip, uh, please reach out to, to Phil at Fairways and Fun Days and you'll get the best service possible in regards to organizing your trip. Phil, thanks a lot and we'll talk soon. Thanks a million, Mike. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Bye.